Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. You should send your questions about cleaning, or anything else really, to joliecare at gmail.com. You guys, I have a really special treat to wrap up this very special month uh, in which we have devoted all of our episodes to talking about your bathrooms. Allison Green, aka Ask a Manager, is back always fun when she's here, and she has brought some of her best questions about workplace bathrooms. Hi, Allison. Hi, and I want to make it clear these are not my questions about bathrooms. <laughs> of course not. They're, they're her reader and listener questions. Uh, this, this is part of our uh, Sisters in Aska Hood exchange program that we have created between ourselves in which... Uh, sometimes we get questions that we're like, oh, this is like an Allison question or this is a Jolie question. Um, and Allison actually revealed to me, I think Allison was when, it, was it when we did the BuzzFeed roundtable that you are squeamish about your bathroom questions? Yes. Yeah. I get, I think, a disproportionate number of questions from readers about issues related to bathrooms and particularly to toilets. Mm-hmm. And I hate it so very much. <laughs> I am really squeamish about pretty much anything that might go in a toilet. And my readers really like to talk about it. And what's worse, when I print them, sometimes I can't even read the comments on those posts because my commenters love nothing more than like a really explicit toilet related conversation. Absolutely. Listen, I feel you on this. So Allison had mentioned this squeamishness to me and I was like, send the questions my way. Like I will take them if you don't want them. I love them. But I also have to say that I too am a little bit squeamish about bathroom stuff. Now I have gotten over it. I've been doing this job for almost eight years. One would hope by now I would be over it. And as listeners of mine know, I love, I always say like the grosser, the better. But one place where I historically have been very squeamish, and I've actually talked about this on the show before um, in relation to my relationships, um, is that I am squeamish about bathroom behavior. And like in my own personal life, in relationships, like I I would like not go to the bathroom in front of a romantic partner. I don't like to go to the bathroom in front of friends, like I can I can barely pee in front of a friend, much less the other business that people would be doing. <laughs> and I'm in awe of people who can do that because I so I so totally can't. But the squeamishness about the other business and by the other business, you guys, I mean poop um, actually extends like pretty far out into my into my real life. Like even when doing the show, like um, Oh, there, it took me a very long time 
to not get super uncomfortable when like a like my co-host or my guest or whoever it was like on the other side of the mic would be like talking about like poop I'd be like I don't want to hear this like now I'm picturing you pooping and it's gross and like ah get me out of here I (laughs) (laughs) um and I, I can feel Allison like cringing listening to this um I'm totally cringing I know and I and like I completely get it and the thing is is that like I guess for me, I just I've just kind of gotten over it because I've been like, in a lot of ways, desensitized to it. Like the like, you know how they say, like, if you're like, I'm terrified of pigeons. Right. And so, like, the way for me to get over my my terror of pigeons would be to like go to St. Mark's Square in Venice and like have the pigeons like land on me. Except I've I've been there and that would never I would never allow that to happen. Um so like I've done I've done like that kind of like that immersion therapy on myself with my like squeamishness about bathroom stuff. I and hope that the equivalent here is not that we have to be pooped on. No. <laughs> I hope not either. I don't really want to be pooped on at all. <laughs> I really don't. Um I I will say though I have your same thing about not going to the bathroom in front of anyone and actually very early on when I was dating my now husband, he revealed this ridiculously strong degree of antipathy toward couples who leave the bathroom door open while they're using it. And even now, and it bonded us together because I feel the same way. And even now if we're watching a movie and there's like a couple and they like one's on the toilet and one's brushing their teeth, oh. he gives me a look of pure astonishment. He can't understand it. I love it. I, I, ha- I like this vision of you two, like, like being on like the third date and him revealing this and you being like, I found the one. <laughs> It sent my heart a flutter. <laughs> I totally get it. I really, really completely get it. So one of the things that we were hoping a little, little bit will happen today um, is that we're hoping that we're going we're gonna to have to help to get Allison over a little bit of her squeamishness so that she can take on more of these topics um, and that she can read these glorious comments that she gets because it makes sense that you would get a lot of questions about workplace bathrooms, workplace bathrooms are a horror show and um so hopefully uh in 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 being here in this in the safe space with jolie your pal jolie your sister sister and ask a hood uh will will help you get a little bit more comfortable so that going forward you can enjoy this that your readers enjoy so much so as i mentioned you guys um allison sent me questions that she has gotten from her readers and listeners so actually most of the the answers today are not really going to be about cleaning they're going to be about behavioral changes um but of course the as we all know about this the show the, the, the glory of the show isn't really the cleaning advice it's the questions and these questions are great and bananas um before we get into it i do want to remind you guys that i offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to my premium subscribers if you would like to help underwrite my show and listen to Chip Chat by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash person to help support my show. Uh, with that, we're going to get right into our first question. One other thing to note is that Allison promises all of her readers and listeners uh, complete anonymity. Um, I mean, I do too. If people ask me to like change their name, I will, of course. Um, but we we're using pseudonyms for all of these questions. You guys, it'll be it'll be clear to longtime readers when you hear the name of the first one because you'll be like, oh yeah, that's Jolie's fake name that she uses at Starbucks and also on the show. Um, I'm gonna actually have Allison read it. Our first question from Esmeralda. 
Okay. Esmeralda says, this is about as low stakes as it gets, and maybe not in your wheelhouse, but I'm still left scratching my head about this. I run a community space that relies very much on repeat business and customer loyalty. Our regulars often spend half a day or more in this space and are encouraged to treat it like their own home, ordering in food, working on their laptops, using the couch for a nap, all very casual and homey. Obviously, we provide restrooms as well. I knew going into this that cleaning the bathrooms was part of the job, and I'm not precious about that. Human bodies can be sort of gross, and it's nothing a wipe, a mop, and a scrub won't fix. Lucy, I'm already grossed out by that. (laughs) (laughs) But she says, right? I mean, doesn't that create a visual that kind of, ew? It was very evocative language that she used. Yes. Okay, so she continues. But my attitude has been tested a bit by a scoundrel who my regulars have dubbed the phantom pisser. I had no (laughs) idea what they were giggling about until it was pointed out to me that my restroom was left in a bit of a state. I am not talking about an errant drop or a a flighty curly hair. I mean puddles of urine on the lid, tank, and floor, tracks to the sink, <laughs> as well as on the walls, and annoyingly, the cleaning supplies that I keep by the toilet for emergency wipe downs. That's the part that's not even that's the, to describe this. That's the part that really hurt me. Like they peed on the cleaning supplies. Yeah. <laughs> no, and they track to the sink. I'm picturing these like yellow footprints. Okay, so she says the fact that this was all pointed out to me by customers is alarming. I would say so. Again, I don't mind cleaning at all. The fact that customers might stumble upon this before I can get to it is very upsetting to me. When we get busy, I simply don't have the time to run out back every 10 minutes to check for puddles and errant sprays, (laughs) let alone spend a good 20 minutes (laughs) mopping and wiping. But twice a week, and I simply do not want my regulars or walk-ins to open the door and be treated to an eye and nose full of this heinousness. Plus, it's dangerous. Tile floor plus puddle equals slips equals such a lawsuit. When I hear people snickering about the legend of the phantom pisser, I make an effort to downplay this and encourage them to just point it out to me quietly so that I can take care of it. But privately, I'm kind of hoping that if the story goes around, the guilty party might be alerted into being a little more careful with their eliminations. But really, I'm at a loss. I've got no clue as to the identity of the phantom pisser, so it's not a matter of surreptitiously sneaking in after this person has done the deed and cleaning up after them. But let's be real, him. And I don't want to go down. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't want to go down the slippery slope of (laughs) monitoring people's bathroom use, which is so much more icky than a whoopsie puddle. And well, I guess it is. And (laughs) checking the bathroom. Every few minutes, even if I didn't have something better to do, makes it pretty obvious what I'm doing and might embarrass someone. But every time I conclude that I should just let it go, I circle back to the idea of my guests stumbling upon this heinousness and vowing never to visit my fragrant den of wall drippings again. (laughs) So, yep, that is my question. What do I do? Wow. I mean, I'm just going to come back to this one more time. Paying on the cleaning supplies. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> How does this happen? I don't know that I want to know the answer to this, but it does baffle me like the logistics of how this occurs. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that I think that it has to be a man 
not and and I don't say that because men are when we I think we've established quite firmly on this program that men and women are equally disgusting, um, including and especially in the bathroom. Um, but just logistics wise, like it would be pretty hard for a lady to like spray the walls and the tank of a toilet. You you know you'd have to you'd have to like climb the toilet to do that. Yeah. So it seems pretty clear that this is a guy. Um, seems pretty clear that this is in some way deliberate behavior. Um, Allison, the last time we were on the show, we actually, we took on some bathroom questions. Um, and there was one about cleaning a, a, a workplace bathroom that was like sort of repeatedly being defiled. Um, and you know, what you said about it was like, it, it was, it was someone who clearly was, acting out or lashing out because of you know being disgruntled being unhappy um it seems like maybe that's something that's happened here um and that this person somehow has developed some some feelings of hostility towards this community center now why he is going back is sort of a question well we will not know the answer to that um but it seems clear that that's that's why it's happening. Um, or they're like antisocial in general. Or, and yes, it's not or targeted yes. to this place. They're just like an antisocial dude. Right. Yes. Good point. Good, good, good addendum there. Um, I think, I think just because of how extreme it is, like if it was just like, oh, someone's spraying the seat, there's a little on the floor, I would think, okay, they're being gross. But like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just of, sloppy. That's just not, or not, right. you know, not, not really paying attention. Um, but yeah, this seems like if it's on the wall, someone is there's some intent behind it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I had I had two two thoughts about um, how this this person who runs this community center might curb the behavior. Um, and. I'm going to be interested, Allison, to see what you think of these two things. And first of all, you know, as I said, when we when we kick this off, like the answers here really aren't it's not me giving cleaning advice um, because, you know, the Esmeralda knows how to clean up the pee. The problem is she's, she wants to stop the problem and it's not a cleaning problem. It's a behavior problem. Right. Um, yes. So the first idea that I had was to put a lock on the outside of the door that requires key access to the bathroom. That's my idea too. Ah! Yes. You guys, I swear we did not talk about this beforehand. We did not. <gasps> Allison, this but is yeah, amazing. I don't think it will necessarily solve it a hundred percent because it's not like you can then like go and check every time someone uses the bathroom, but it'll do two things. I'm sorry. I'm totally like stealing your. No, I want, idea. no, no, no. I actually, I was going to say, I want you to explain why, because okay. I, I know you'll articulate it better than I can because it's the, well, because behavioral stuff is more in your wheelhouse than in my wheelhouse. All right. So here's what I think. I think it'll do th two things. One, assuming that someone is doing this with some degree of deliberate intent, it will make them feel like there's more risk to them, that there's more likelihood that they will be caught. Someone will know that it's them because they'll know who was last in the bathroom. Um, 
now I've forgotten what number two was. Oh, <laughs> number two is, yes, you're not going to check after every single person uses the bathroom so that you can catch them as soon as it happens the first time. But the likelihood that one of those times when you check the bathroom, you'll know who was last in there and you'll start to see a pattern, that likelihood goes up. So yes. I think it really increases your chance of figuring out who it is. But maybe more importantly, it kind of puts the person on notice that their their good time in the bathroom might be coming to an end. Yep. That was exactly what I thought. That like exactly those two things that like it's not a one-to-one that you're going to just immediately be like gotcha because I know who was in there last and I saw it but like you might uh it might it it also it might I mean it might might take a month to get there but like probably eventually you're going to be like yep I know I know exactly who it is um but then I think you can have a super awkward conversation with that person yes (laughs) um but yeah, actually, my initial thought was was the thing that you that you led with, which was like, it's it's a it's a way to um, like cur- curb potential bad behavior when people feel like they're being watched. You know, it's like yeah. it's like putting security cameras in the bodega to curb stealing. Yeah, Yeah, like there's a really creepy study actually that shows that if you put a picture of an eye, just a human eye, on the wall somewhere where people are prone to bad behavior, that the bad behavior actually goes down because even though they know it's not a real eye, there's something about it in their brain that makes them feel like they're being watched. Oh wow, maybe she should get like a print of an eye and put it over the toilet. (laughs) She should put an eye in there. (laughs) That is not creepy at all in a bathroom. Definitely not creepy at all. I think I actually, I mean, you could you could do it in a way that like it could look like it's just like a a piece of like art you know it doesn't have to be a single eye like maybe it's like two eyes or something <laughs> like t- i'm sure tj maxx has some 20 dollar eye uh, yeah. li- li- i think the key li- live laugh act- eye art you know <laughs> <laughs> yes the, i think the key might act in a similar way to the eye yes i agree that so that okay oh good i'm i'm thrilled that we were on the same page with this one um, that, that worked, that worked out nicely, Allison. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm actually going to say, uh, this is actually, I, I'm on this lovely consensus mode. This is a good time for us to take a quick break. Allison and I will be right back with more about your weird workplace bathroom behavior. We've got some, we've got two real weird ones. <laughs> this is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr, and I'm joined by Ask a Manager's Allison Green, who has brought her weirdest reader and listener questions about workplace bathrooms. Allison, I'm so grateful that you share with me. These are so fun and weird. <laughs> I am so grateful that I have an outlet. To, to I know. I have to say, I'm, I'm glad I can be here for to support you. <laughs> yes, I need the help. Um, okay, so we've got... We've got two more questions. They're both pretty long, um, 
but they're similar and I want to read them together. Um, because they're, they're basically, it's the, it's the same sort of problem. So let I'll, we'll, we'll read them together and then we'll, we'll tackle them. We'll tackle the answers sort of separately, but also together. Uh, Allison, why don't I read, since you had to go first, why don't I read the Frankie question and then I'll have you read the one from Jill. Okay. All righty. So, but buck, buckle in you guys. This is a, this is another long one. Um, so Frankie writes to Allison. Hi, Allison. My office has a plumbing problem that is relatively new, and I have a strong suspicion that I know the cause behind it. About once a month for the past six months or so, the plumbing in our building has clogged, which results in sewage backing up and leaking out of the drains in the parking lot. We're talking toilet tissue, solid waste, all of it. This also causes the toilets to become clogged and are out of order until we can get an emergency plumber here to snake the main drain and clear the clog. It typically takes a plumber several hours to get here, but they do always get here the same day. Here's the issue. Recently, one of my coworkers has been taking a package of wet wipes, for lack of a better term, with her into the restroom. I promise I'm not so nosy as to notice what everyone in my office takes into the restroom. It's particularly obvious with this coworker because she sits right next to me. We actually share a desk and she keeps the wipes on her desk in plain view. She didn't always take wet wipes with her into the restroom. This is a new regimen that, coincidentally, started about six months ago. After the first two to three plumbing backups occurred, my office manager sent around a notice instructing us to be careful of what we flush. No feminine products, paper towels, etc. A month went by with no improvement in the situation, and she sent a second notice out, this time (laughs) recommending we only use four sheets of toilet paper per visit. What the hell? Uh, That's, yeah. Apparently that recommendation came from the plumber himself. In the second notice, she also specifically mentioned wipes, even ones labeled flushable on 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 the do not flush list. Can I, or should I, find a way to discreetly tell my office manager that I suspect my coworker is the reason behind these backups? On one hand, it's becoming increasingly frustrating to have our restroom facilities out of order so often, and I feel like there is such a clear correlation between my coworkers' use of the wipes and our new plumbing issue that I feel obligated to say something. On the other hand, part of me really feels like it's none of my business what my coworker does in the restroom. What do you think? All right. <laughs> I, I, girl, I got thoughts. Uh, before we get to it, though, um, let's, let's do the second question from Jill. Allison, I'm going to have you read that. Okay. So Jill says, hi, Allison. I am the property manager slash admin for a small company, 20 people that owns our building that we all work in. It's an older building. And earlier this year, we had a major plumbing disaster. The old lead pipes under the building were clogged and finally collapsed. We had to reroute the whole waste system going back to the cesspit. Wait, is the cesspit a real thing? Yeah. Like that's the official term for, oh, <laughs> I've only known it in the figurative sense. Okay. (laughs) Fascinating. Uh, I guess that makes sense. I've never thought that through. Okay. We had to reroute the whole whole way system going back to the cesspit. One of the major contributors to the damage was flushed feminine products that had built up over years. I was with the plumber when he brought up a bunch. Well, dot, 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 won't get that out of my head. 
After the company spent over $15,000 to fix the plumbing, I posted signs in the bathroom and sent a reminder email to all the ladies to please remember our delicate septic system does not deal with anything other than human waste and to please dispose of feminine products in the bags provided and put them in the trash. A couple of months later, there was a clog in one of the toilets, which I plunged myself. Up to the surface, this is such a gross description, Mm -hmm. up to the surface floated a little white unquote mouse <laughs> someone I really I would just rather say tampon someone is still flushing these things our CEO a lady sent out another reminder email adding that the company just spent $15,000 fixing problems caused by these things now it's a few months later and I just plunged another clog I'm not entirely sure but I have a suspicion that it's still happening what on earth can I do to get people to understand this is not okay there are disposal bags provided signs above every toilet Everybody knows about the money we had to spend. All the ladies had to share a bathroom with the men for a week while repairs were happening. It's not like I can monitor the bathroom habits and menstrual cycles of every woman of childbearing age, myself included, and figure out who this is. Now what? All right. I have ideas. Uh, let's let's take on uh, the first one because I think that there's I think that there's a cut and dried answer. Yes. I'm going to be curious if Allison agrees with me. Um, before I go into the cut and dried answer, so here here is the actual cleaning content. Well, it's not really cleaning content, but like that, the actual advice I have to offer is the following. Nothing but the three P's, pee, poop, and paper, goes in the toilet. Even though manufacturers label tampons wet wipes god only knows what else (laughs) as flushable they simply are not they simply are not now i'm gonna also say this in my own life i i am so accustomed to flushing tampons that it is a very difficult habit to break but i have noticed that my i live in an old building and I have noticed that once a month, my toilet clogs up and I know why. And so, re- and I mean, recently, as in like in the past, like three months, I have made a concerted effort to change my own behavior and, and put instead of, depo- Allison, I'm so sorry, but instead of depositing a used tampon in the toilet and flushing to put it in the trash. And it's not natural for me, but I know it's the right thing to do. One, because I do this job, but also because I have eyes and I know that once a month my toilet's clogging up because I'm hurling tampons down there and I know I'm not supposed to. So that is the actual rule. Nothing goes in the toilet but the three P's. Pee, poop, and paper. Paper, I mean toilet paper. I don't mean wet wipes. I don't mean paper towels. I don't mean your college thesis. Toilet paper. So there's there's the advice. So now let's talk about this first problem. We've got Frankie. She knows. She knows that her colleague is the culprit. The colleague is so brazen that she's leaving the wet wipes sitting out on her desk, which also that's don't do that. Like you're invite <laughs> if you leave 
if you leave a package of bathroom wipes on your desk, you are inviting people into your bathroom habits. And Okay, so I think this is a little gross, but I wonder, like if I saw wet wipes on someone's desk, I wouldn't think like, oh, she's using them on her butt. <laughs> I would think she's using them like baby wipes on her hands. If you saw Cottonelle brands... <laughs> Wipes. Yeah, maybe. Those are ass wipes, Allison. All right, fair enough. I mean, they there there are wet wipes that are for your hands. Those wouldn't those those wouldn't ping you. But if you've got a a a toilet paper brand wet wipe, sit packet sitting on your desk. I mean, you are announcing your your bathroom habits. Yeah, I guess you're right. And I could see an argument that maybe they're using it for something else. But in this case, we know that she's but not. But we know she's not because she's, she's also taking them into the bathroom. Yeah. And I'm with the you, of course. Like, she's... You know, you sure. There are, there are all kinds of reasons to leave like a personal wipe in, in your desk at work. Like, yeah, some of your hands get sticky. You know, I don't know. If you spill something on your shirt. They're great for stain removal. As a reminder, there's some cleaning advice for you guys. Um but yeah, I mean, we know she's using them for her butt because she's <laughs> taking them into the bathroom with her. <laughs> but we That's know that. That's odd behavior. <laughs> well, so the fact that she is leaving them right on on her desk actually makes this much easier to address. Indeed. She's doing us a great favor. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds like, it sounds like you and I are going to come down in the same place, which is like, absolutely, you can go talk to your manager about it. And the thing is, is that actually it is your business what she's doing in there because she's jacking up the bathroom so that then you can't use it. Yeah. And really, it doesn't have to be that, like, the office manager goes and confronts her and says, like, oh, Jane told me that you're taking these wet wipes into the bathroom. I mean, she can walk by, see the wet wipes with her own eyes and be like, hey, are you by chance using these in the bathroom because it's clogging up the toilets? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that one is easy. That right one was now. very easy. The next one, not, not so, so great. Easy. <laughs> not so great. I have I have kind of a, a wild idea. And Allison, you might be like, no, Jolie, under zero circumstances is this allowed. <laughs> I have no ideas on this one, so I'm okay. dying to know what you think. Okay. So with the caveat that because the letter writer gave us so much information, I, I'm able to say that I think that this is a not totally unreasonable approach. One of the key pieces of information that we were given in the letter was that this is a small company, 20 people. So let's just go ahead for the sake of argument and say that it's evenly split between men and women. And we know the problem is happening in the women's room. So we can say there are 10 possible people we have to leave out the matter of age the letter writer said something about like women of childbearing age i.e. women who are still menstruating right i think we've got to leave that out we've just got to treat all the women as potential suspects and i think the office manager has to do something terrible and here's what it is i think the office manager needs to write a script and I think one by one needs to call each woman into her office individually and read them the script that basically says, as you know, we've been having this problem. 
as you know, it costs us X amount of money. As you know, as a result of this, we all had to use the men's room for a week. The problem is continuing. We've put signs up. We've put trash cans out. And now, unfortunately, I'm in the position of having to have this incredibly awkward conversation with every woman who works at this company and say that it is not acceptable to flush tampons, paper towels, wet wipes. Do you have questions? Is there something I'm unaware of that you want to bring to my attention privately? I actually think that's pretty good. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, I was like, she's going to tell me this is like a HIPAA violation. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And this is my obligatory caveat that HIPAA will only apply to you if you are a health insurance company. No, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just no, meant that it was some sort of violation but, of but some, no, I some mean, law. It feels, like, it feels like it should be, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not a conversation that anyone wants to have or that you want to advise that someone have. I, I think it's a pretty good script, frankly. Yeah, I mean, um, you know. You know, what worries me, though, is it's not necessarily someone who works there. It could be a client. It could be a cleaning person. It could be someone who comes in for some other reason. So, I mean, I think she should oh. do this. I think what you're on, you're, I think you're on to a potentially promising approach. Okay. But it also might not solve the problem. And I wonder, like, is there some bigger issue with their plumbing? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, they're, you know, but they had it replaced. And so I think that's the problem that they're saying is, like, we spent all this money to have the plumbing redone. And everybody in the, it's a small company and everyone is aware of it. And yet the the behavior that was causing it hasn't been curbed, even though we've made this clear. Um and so that's why I, I thought maybe the the one on one thing would serve two two factors. One, to shame people in a way that signs don't. And also I did it did occur to me like what if there is something that we're missing here about why someone is doing this? Like maybe even after being told don't flush tampons, they don't realize that it's the, the cotton. Like, they may be thinking, like, oh, of course, don't flush the applicator. Ah, yeah. But well, I love that part of your script where it's not just a lecture, that you're opening it up and saying, like, is there something going on here that would, would change what I'm saying? And that's so important when you're a manager addressing almost anything. So yeah. I love that piece of it. The other thing I thought um, about about the disposing of things, and this is true of, of both used tampons and wipes, is that they may have put cans in the bathroom that don't have lids and someone may have felt uncomfortable with the idea of depositing, uh, you know, a soiled wipe or a used tampon in an open trash can. Yeah, there could be something like that. And so I might actually modify the script and add on something saying, is there anything that you can think of that would make it easier for people to comply with this? Because you might actually get good suggestions from people that haven't even occurred to you. Exactly. It also may be something simple like, I, you know, I've certainly noticed this in like, in like the bathroom at my gym, there's one of those, you know, bins for the used tampons, right? We've all seen them, the plastic, they have the lid and the little paper liner in them, except at my gym, it's located above and behind the toilet. So it's awkward. It's an awkward 
place to deposit a used tampon. Yeah. And if maybe there was just a small lidded trash can right next to the toilet, it would be easier to remove a tampon and drop it down into the can than maybe reaching up into an awkwardly placed lidded plastic bin. Like, it may be just as simple as that. Uh-huh. Just where it's placed. And I can see the same thing being true of wet wipes. If you think about, I'm sorry, Allison, I'm, gonna, I'm so sorry to do this to you, my sweet friend. But if you think <laughs> about the mechanics of how you use wet wipes, you, you don't, you don't want to use a wet wipe and then have to, like, reach up over your own head to drop it in a wall-mounted bin. Right. Yeah, there may be really simple physical changes that yeah. could help. But, but I I mean, I just think so often people don't take it seriously when they're told don't, don't flush tampons or they, don't. they take it seriously in the moment when they hear it. But it's such a like muscle memory thing when you're actually doing it that you don't even think about it and you drop it in the toilet. Absolutely. So I think having this awkward conversation, the fact that it is awkward might make it effective because it's going to lodge it in your brain in a a different way. Instead of in your pipes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, nice. (laughs) No, the thing is that that was why that was why I opened with the anecdote from my own life. Like, I, you know, I know I'm like, but clean cast listeners don't really need to be thinking about my used tampons. But like I did, I did want to say that like, it is a very oddly, a very difficult behavior to change. I know better by dint of living my life and also by dint of the job I do. And yet I still have a very hard time with it. I still have a hard time. I mean, like I'm, I'm committed to this, but it's hard. Yeah. So it, you might need the awkward conversation. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> I mean, I probably need it too. <laughs> but also like, I don't think it's even so much about shaming people. I mean, I guess maybe there's a little element of that, but I think it's more about like really driving home. Like this is embarrassing for all of us to be discussing, but it's actually important enough that I am going to shoulder that embarrassment anyway. And you're going to have to, too. It's, I think it's more that piece than it is shaming people. I completely agree. I completely agree. And I feel terrible for this person who's going to have to have this conversation with 10 women. But Oh my god. But like I think I think it's got to be done and I think it's the I think it's the way. You know, I mean, the thing is, I feel terrible for her but also I feel worse for her right now cuz she's the one plunging. So, oh, the CEO is the one plunging? No, the person who wrote the question. Oh, is plunging. Because she's the office oh, manager. Oh, right, right, right. And I think she's oh, the one yes. who has to have the she's conversation. The I mean, actually, even better, maybe it's her and the CEO together in the room having this conversation. Oh, my God. You might be right. I think that's actually the way to go. Just to be like, you know, listen, this is because I think the CEO can also add like, you know, J- Jill is out here plunging your used tampons. Jill's a professional. This is not right. Yeah, you know, I, mean, like, I would never say have the CEO do it if it were a big company, but 20 people, we can have the CEO in yeah. there. And because we all, and I also, again, you know, as I said, we got a lot of detail in this. We know the CEO is a woman. So you're not having a man having this conversation with women, which would be, I think, tricky. Uh, yes. And so I think under, this, under these very specific circumstances, 
um, that that Jill is facing. I think that this is the way to go. And and you're right. You know, of course, like it it certainly could be the cleaning staff. It could be clients. And I think that's something they might want to consider. Um, uh, you know, maybe and again, you know, maybe they just have a key code that you need for the door that maybe will serve as a deterrent for clients at least to behave. But I'm, I don't know. I think it's tricky because clients haven't had the big lecture about not flushing tampons. So they don't even, it's not like with the other one where the key is going to deter someone from antisocial behavior. Cause in this case, they don't even know they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. You can have a sign in there, but again, people tend not to really take those signs seriously. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. They just don't. The thing is, I don't think it is a client because it wouldn't be happening as regularly if it was a client. So I think we can kind of rule that out. Um, Cleaning staff, possibly. Um, It's tricky. I think they can start with the big awkward conversation with each person and see where that gets them. I think so. If that doesn't get them anywhere, then I don't know what they do. Yeah. I'm with you. Outhouses. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like we did pretty good work here today. I feel like we actually so. like came up with some good workable answers. Allison, more, most importantly, how are you feeling? Are you feeling a little I less feel, squeamish? I feel very slightly queasy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think I can handle it. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll keep, we'll keep talking. You, as always, are welcome to send any and all of your bathroom questions to me. They will be coming your way. I do enjoy them greatly. And I <laughs> and I enjoy our I enjoy our Ask a Ask a crossover episodes. I think they're really fun. Yeah. Um and I loved we should we should give a shout out again to um to BuzzFeed because we we really loved doing that round table. Um so you guys in, in early January, uh BuzzFeed published a round table discussion. Um, featuring me and Allison and a whole bunch of other internet advice columnists you love, love, love to death, um, all talking about our very weird jobs. And um, it was fascinating. It was fascinating how similar our experiences are. Yeah. I th- yeah, that was fun to do. I think of everybody, I, I was the biggest outlier. But that sort of makes sense because... My the advice I give is functionally different. Mo- most most of you guys are giving relationship advice of some sort. Like yours is workplace relationship stuff. You know, yeah. Nicole's is, is parenting relationship stuff. You know, Captain Awkward and Doctor Nerd Lover relationship relationship. Danny Danny's doing kind of all kinds of intersection, um, and I'm just out here giving the cleaning advice. but cleaning advice is deceptive in that way I think because I think so many of the questions that you get there is some kind of interpersonal thing at the crux of it Mm -hmm. yeah very much so um but yeah it was it was really it was really interesting to see um really like how much we have in common um as as advice columnists and and the experience of doing this great and very weird job um yeah so you guys should go check that out Allison what was the headline of it um, I think it was something like, this is what it's like to be an internet advice columnist. Yes. Does that sound right? Yes, that was exactly what it um, was. It is a really weird job and you never know anyone else who has it. 
And so there's no one. And so you can go to a happy hour and like complain about your job or talk or like no one, no one relates to it. So yeah. it was fun to talk yeah, like, to a bunch of other. Yeah. Like no one at happy hour, uh, like everyone at happy hour is a lawyer. No one is an yeah. internet advice columnist. Yeah. And then, is it when you're asked what you do, like if you're just at like the dentist or something and you get asked what you do, do you say I am a cleaning advice columnist or do you, are you more vague? I usually just say I'm a writer. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Or a consultant because I also do consulting yeah. because I have found that if I say it, I just get bombarded with work advice questions for the duration of my dental cleaning, which I don't necessarily want. Yes, exactly. And we talked about that in the article that like um, – I think I forget. I forget if it was. I I think it was Captain Awkward and I both said the same thing that like we're like we're like doctors at cocktail parties. Like everyone wants to show us yeah. our their like proverbial mole to be like Doc. Can you check this out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so true. I forgot we talked about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'll usually just say writer, and then I mean the thing is like, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like if I'm getting my like my teeth cleaned. I don't, I don't want to be like, um, yeah, you use white vinegar on that. Uh, <laughs> but I really, I love what I do. So I mean, I know you do too. It's not, it's not a, like, I don't, you don't love what you do, but like, I love what I do. So generally I'm happy to talk to people about it. Um, it's been great. So Allison, I'm, I'm, I'm dating like a mad woman these days and, oh, no. um, it's been a real trip, um, to talk about what I do with people I'm, I'm dating. It's a good hook. Yeah. People are fascinated by it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if people, like, do they feel judged the first time that they bring you home and you see how messily they live? Um, I, I, I don't, I don't know that I've gotten serious enough with anyone to have that happen this go around. Um, but certainly it's, it's come up before in, in the past. Um, it comes up actually for the most part, it comes up with friends um, that like people like friends will like invite me over to their house, to, like, you know, hang out or a party or whatever. And they're like, don't judge me. And I'm like, okay, but you're judging me by presuming that I'm going to judge your home after you've just been so lovely and invited me there. Yeah. Like, and I know why they're yeah. doing it. I know it's not personal. I know, you know, I realize they don't mean it that way, but I, I, I usually flip the script on them and kind of say that. And then I make them feel bad and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I bet people are fascinated. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely a good, a good dating hook. I'll say that. Um, is I, um, I started dating my now husband, let's see in 2010. So I'd only been doing ask a manager for three years and it had definitely not taken off then the way it has now. So it wasn't, it wasn't the same thing and there wasn't the same amount of content on my website that there is now, but right. I would think you talked about this in the BuzzFeed piece, actually, that like it gives people a way to have a weird, a disproportionate amount of access to you early on that yes. isn't balanced with how much you have to them. Yes. Yes. The, the Actually, and I'll say the podcast, much, much more so than my writing. Yeah. Um, really does. Because the podcast is more conversational, it's conversational. And it's more about you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, like, you know, I, I like I like just started talking to this guy who seems very, very, very promising. And, um, he, he was like, what's your podcast about? Like he could go listen to this episode. And he'll be like, Oh, well, I know that Jolie has just recently stopped flushing her tampons. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, there's nothing wrong with anybody knowing that, but like, it does become a little bit strange when you're like, Hmm. Okay. Like you now know this kind of very intimate thing about me. 
<laughs> that like yeah. you wouldn't naturally it's know. Yeah, it's weird. You don't have the same weird window into their life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, but you know, on the other hand, now I know that, and I can just kind of build it into like the beginning stages of a relationship. Like if I if I do because I you know I said this in the best movie, I had this happen um, in a relationship that I was in last year, and I finally just had you know it was the first time, and I I felt weird and awkward about it, but I finally had to be like, babe, listen. I'm going to have to have you not listen to the back catalog of my podcast anymore because it's creating this weird imbalance and, you know, and then it was okay, you know, but, and now that I've had that conversation once, I know how to have it the second time. But like leading up to that, I was like angsting over it for weeks um, because it was a new thing and it was weird. Yeah. It's such an interesting thing though. I find it fascinating. Yeah. It is fascinating. Well, of course you would, because we're you and I are both fascinated by the human experience, which is why we do. Yeah, what we do, and anything right? awkward is like I'm super excited <laughs> to hear about it. I love that. I love that so much. And Allison, I love you. Thank you so much for joining me again. Um, thank you for sharing your questions with me and for gr- gr- gritting your teeth and bearing this this subject matter that makes you personally feel so squeamish. I hope I hope we're like. <laughs> getting you down the path to, to feeling a little bit better about it. Um, and I promise next time I have you back, I will not make you talk about bathrooms at all. How about oh, that? Oh, good. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on. This was good, queasy fun. Good. I'd love to hear that. All right, you guys. So that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash ask a clean person and selecting one of the amazing rewards I'm offering to my listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast, Spotify, or iTunes. Leave a rating and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to my listeners for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 